0: My friends, welcome back to the Smoky Mirror Podcast. This is your boy, Big Smoke, checking in. I'm back at the studio. If this is your first time, um, the Smokey Mirror Podcast, the whole purpose is to bring on guests who can either educate or inspire the audience, or just get you to think about the world in a different way. And today I have a mentor of mine, a great, great man in business. His name is Marcus Jackson, and he's Man, he's had a crazy career. <laughs> he's been to a lot of big places. Right now, he's working for the Miami Dolphins, but he's been with uh, An- Anheuser-Busch?
1: Uh, actually, Miller. Miller. Miller Coors. They're now uh, known as Molson Coors. Um, so, also before that, was with the Coca-Cola company. Coke, yep. And uh, worked at Reebok and yeah. uh, did some work on the agency side as well. So, that's kind of how I you know, got my foot in the door. Um uh, uh, working in sports entertainment, working with a, an agency up uh, in Connecticut, but I was actually based in Atlanta. Um, and then before that, um, you know, just internships, just grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started off with the uh, Washington Redskins, now known as the Washington Commanders, yeah. uh, in public relations slash community relations internship, kind of right out of college. Um, and so then that's kind of was kind of the evolution of my journey. And, um, I, I, you know, I've kind of had a... Uh, we can get into this, but I've kind of had a little bit of an unconventional, uh, I would say, path to to get to where I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not traditional in any sense. Um, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, typically start working for a team and you know try to work their way to the brand side of the business or start at the agency side and try to go to the brand or they go from agency to the property. So I've kind of done the inverse of that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've, I've, I started off, I guess technically on the property side with the internship, but I would say the bulk of my career has been on the brand side and then ultimately had a chance uh, about 3 years ago to transition to the to the property side and here I am with the uh, Miami Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, I, I definitely want to get into that because I think, you know, people are people are looking up to you, people like you like how did you get there? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially as a young black man it's for like sure. how can I get into a position where I'm, you know, working for the Dolphins not as a player, not as a coach but You know, helping brand partnerships. You know what I'm saying? Like those are things where it can seem like, like wow, that's a really a nice a job. Like that's a career I want to get to. But how do I do it? And so I definitely want to know. Like, is did you always want to be in sports when you were work like in school?
1: Not. It's funny when I when I was in college, I was a sociology major, um, and I was really uh, my passion was culture Mm -hmm. um, and understanding how culture moves and is influenced and. That kinda of led me to, you know, pursue uh, a career in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I, you know, went on to get my MBA from Boston College and you know, concentrated in marketing. What really I say <clears throat> got me into sports, you know, one, I was a you know, student athlete, um college William Mary, but also um, I had a, uh, a good friend and mentor who uh, was a couple years ahead of me at William & Mary. He uh, got a job with the uh, Baltimore Ravens in their PR department. And, um, and <clears throat> I used to talk to him about like, you know, what exactly are you doing? Like, <laughs> I, I see you on the sideline. I see you standing behind coach, just that and the other. Um, and he, you know, he gave me some, I would say, uh, just some insight on, you know, here's the scope of my job. Here's what I do. Um, you know, I would pick his brain on, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, summer's coming up. I would love to figure out a way to kind of get my foot in the door, get an internship to, at the time, leverage my, my major as a sociology major and do something that ultimately can help impact the community. And that's kind of how I, started thinking about I think the business uh, initially was okay. Like I, I'm a sociology major. I got an internship with the Washington Redskins in their PR slash community relations department. This might be something I could, you know, ev- evolve with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I, I started to, once I got in uh, working for the team, I started to think about um, more broadly in terms of the the overall business aspect of sports and, I always had a passion for marketing. And so what I decided to do is actually, you know, go back to school, um, sharpen up my skill sets a little bit, right, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, becoming a, a proficient marketer. And then from there, once I graduated, uh, got my MBA, um, I got a job working for an agency. And uh, it was an agency who represented many different brands on sports entertainment sponsorships. Mm-hmm. And that was really kind of my indoctrination into you know I would say this this um, this this evolution or this journey that I started to take. So at the time I, I was working for an agency called Velocity Sports Entertainment. Um, you know they're now known as MKTG, which is a very you know popular, uh, huge agency, global agency right now, uh, represents a lot of brands, but back in the day when i started um i was uh calling on a t t wireless and a t t wireless is um you know they're literally their their corporate champion sponsor of the NCAA championship so think about final four mm-hmm. at the time it was the you know b c s national um national uh, uh championship for football this is before the c f p you know i also um did some work with the College Baseball World Series out in Omaha, Nebraska. So it was so a really, lot of work in that agency. Yeah, a lot of work within that agency. So it was really, you know, I had to, you know, it, it was it was a fast moving culture, um, working with a lot of creatives, uh, you know, I would say a lot of bright individuals, um, you know, had a really great client at at and um, you know, and, and they were investing in many different uh, I would say aspects of 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 sponsorships. So they had HBCU sponsorships. They mm-hmm. had traditional sponsorships in terms of the, going back to the the NCAA Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> I was part of a team that actually helped deliver the strategy in terms of how to activate, how to optimize these investments. You know, how to get that ROI. Um, you know, back. Um, so I did that for a couple years uh, and then uh, got recruited to go work at Reebok um, uh, from a guy that I kn- that I knew previously, a uh, gentleman by the name of uh, Todd Krinsky and, and John Lynch and um, like from the Broncos, John Lynch? No, oh. no. Uh, the executives at Reebok, but, okay, and they're okay. still there. Actually, Todd Krensky's now the C- uh, just got recently named the CEO, etc. So, nice. um, so anyways, did that for a couple years. They they, they formulated a role called uh, it was it was in their global sports and entertainment uh, group at the time. Reebok was a sponsor of the NFL. They mm-hmm. had you know they had uh, PSAs with the Allen Iversons and the David Ortizs, the Peyton Manning, Eli Mannings. So they created this role that was all about, you know, how to optimize all these assets that they had. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and how to, you know, really bridge um, their brand marketing plans with these key guys. Right. Interesting. And, and, and women, mm-hmm. um, you know, Venus and Serene. It was actually Venus at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, Terry Henry, famous, uh, you know, former famous soccer player, you um, So it was really kind of my job in conjunction with a few other folks just to kind of, you know, develop what's the, you know, the marketing strategy in terms of how to leverage these athletes and tie it back in to the brand campaign. At the time, the brand campaign was best on, best off, which essentially symbolized on-field performance wear and then off-field lifestyle wear, right? Mm -hmm. And so you think about all these athletes as a whole, they all have personalities and they all are... I would say uh, a, a lot more in depth and scope beyond kind of just you know being an athlete and performing right. on the court or on the field right so <clears throat> we was able to kind of tie uh, create a a really cool um, platform at the time it was called Icono class and it was really um, it, it was kind of it was it was it was similar to Icono class it was really about um, you know pairing athletes up pairing athletes and entertainers up. Um, and really showcasing who they were as as personal as personalities and and overall human beings. Cool. And so, like one example was like Alan Iverson getting with Nelly, and you know those two kind of talking about some of the commonalities that they had. You know, mm-hmm. AI wanted to do some stuff in, in 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 music and in rap, as we all know he, he used to do. And then, you know, Nelly was a hell of an athlete growing up, played baseball, football, et cetera. So it was just. Kind of, you know, getting those personalities together, but talking really meshing that world of, you know, they're not just performers and not just athletes; they're more in depth people, in depth people. Mm-hmm. So it, it was cool. It was, it was it was cool to work on campaigns such as that, and and uh, you know, then I went on to work for Coke and did a bunch. Wait, of- Wait, pause before you go to Coke. I have yeah. a couple of questions. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
0: So talk. after you got left, William and Mary, how much time was it before you went to Boston College to get your MBA?
1: Uh, it's probably about. Uh, let's see. Probably about three years. I'd be about three, three years. years out of school, and and I would, you know, listen. I, 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 I'm a huge advocate of get the work experience at least three to five years before you go back and get an MBA because mm-hmm. you you draw upon, you know, some of your prior work experience. Obviously, you learn from your, your 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 professors and your classmates and so forth. But I think having a baseline of you know some experience underneath your belt, I would advocate to anybody thinking about. You know, pursuing a graduate degree is to kind of get some of that that ex, that work experience first because I think it's going to make your experience that much better. Yeah. Once you're, you know, in the program,
0: because then you kind of know like what what am I looking to do? Right. What are some areas I struggle in? And right. then you can really get the most out of that MBA. One hundred percent.
1: Feel that. One hundred percent. So it was cool. It was it was um it was a great experience. Um, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of my classmates. Um, and, and, you know, it was, I look back on that and I said, that was, that was well worth the, uh, the investment. So I'm okay. happy where I'm at. So,
0: and then, you know, when you're talking about the work, it sounds really interesting, but I'm like wondering on the day to day, like, so you're, you're <laughs> like, when you were at the agency, you guys have, are getting clients. They're saying, Hey, this is what we want to do. Make it happen. And then you're like
1: working with creatives to get it the vision. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one, it was, you know, not to get too in depth, but it was really about understanding the client's objectives and. Um, you know, sometimes you would uh, take the objectives. You come back with, let's call it, here's our here's a recommended strategy mm-hmm. in terms of how to leverage and optimize some of these sponsorships. And sometimes you you, you didn't always hit the ball out of the park, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And so there was ebbs and flows. There was, you know, uh, you know, as to be expected, you had to, um, you know, massage some of the strategic work. So, I mean, it could be. I'll give you an example there. It could be a Friday afternoon and you might get a call from the client and say, Hey, I need, you know, a point of view slash strategy deck on by Monday. You know, can you get that done? <laughs> so it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of those type of <laughs> scenarios and situations. So, but listen, that was, that was the, the, I would say it was, again, it was a good indoctrination in terms of, you know, understanding, uh, this industry and how fast it moves and the pace it moves at, you know, and and I think you know based on the brands and, and the partners that you work with, you know, it, it, you're gonna have you know different you know scenarios and situations that present themselves, such mm-hmm. as that, and 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 honestly, you know there's not too much in this industry that uh, surprises me at this point yeah, in my you've career. Been, you've been here for a while. Yeah, I've been here for a while. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think, um, no, I think in just, just speaking in, in, in transparency, it's been a, it's been a gr- it's been a really good, um, you know, last, you know, let's call it 10, 15 years of just kind of, you know, grinding and, and, but also it's been really interesting to see how far the industry has come. Um, you know, you think about, um, where we're at now in, in crypto and metaverse and web 3.0 and how brands are looking to um, get integrated into those platforms. Um, you know, crypto is obviously a little bit different in terms of just, it's just a whole different segment and category as a whole. But you think about the metaverse and again, web 3.0, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, there's just a lot there uh, in terms of how marketers and brands and properties for that matter. And, and, you know are thinking about the future and and how um that all translates to either delivering a unique fan experience or consumer experience right um because those are all touch points now that i think as marketers we all need to be continue to think about mm-hmm. um in terms of charting the evolution and again i go back to you know what excites me is always thinking about culture and thinking about how fast culture moves and I feel privileged, you know, to be in a position that I'm in today to kind of always, you know, I would say be thinking about that um, in terms of if, if it's, you know, in, in the role I'm, I'm, I play today in terms of bringing in new partners and, and trying to think about, you know, where there's synergies in terms of what we're doing with Dolphins and Hard Rock Stadium and then how brands are ultimately looking to um, elevate uh, their brands in terms of how they connect with their targeted mm-hmm. consumers so it, it's 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 a it's a fast moving industry but its it's it's really fascinating in terms of just thinking about you know how far we're we're going yeah. um um and, and I think you know the other piece too is just thinking seeing through the forest a little bit in terms of you know down the line what does the next five to ten years look like mm-hmm. and I think, you know, the, the brands who are, um, you know, trying to get out ahead of that and, and thinking along those lines are the ones that are doing it really well. So nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, that was great context.
1: And I do yes. want to get into Coca-Cola because I've yeah. been to World of Coke. Did you have
0: anything to do with World of Coke? I had nothing
1: to do with World of okay. Coke. But uh, <laughs> listen, it, it was uh, Coke was it was an amazing experience. Um, I actually had two stints I, with Coke. I um, I worked kind of entry level, uh, up and down the street, sales guy, mm-hmm. um, worked my way up, uh, got promoted a few times and then, um, and then actually left. Um, that's when I kind of took some time to go back to school and get the MBA. And then, um, I came back in a, in a, in a larger capacity. Um, uh, it, it was more or less a general marketing role, but it had sports entertainment mm-hmm. as a, as a, I would say an, an element of the, of the role but yeah, it was, it was a great time. It was, I mean, listen it an amazing portfolio of brands, um, and having the ability to kind of steward those brands within, you know, at the, at the time I, I oversaw, uh, marketing for the new England region. So, and I did some stuff in Atlanta as well. So it, it was, it was cool to kind of, um, I would say, um, you know, leverage brands that are iconic and that are global in nature. You know, there's a, you know, Coke Coca-Cola it was it was definitely a, a great experience and allowed me to kinda learn the CPG world and what's C P G uh consumer product goods. Mm-hmm. So just understanding like, you know, how Coke works, uh with its bottlers, you know, and that whole dynamic and mm-hmm. um and then understanding um, you know, how does that dynamic play out as it relates to on premise accounts, off premise accounts mm. and you know, understanding promotional calendars, you know, et cetera. And, you know, it, it was it was again, it was it was it was good to cut my teeth and, and really um leverage some of my MBA experience on the second go round mm-hmm. um as a general marketer. And then also I would say the icing on the cake was, you know, I had the sponsorship piece too, right? We had a I had a, you know, worked on uh, some of the Olympic plans, uh, you know, did some stuff with, you know, at the time, uh, a couple of, you know, athletes like Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, um, you know, helped put together, you know, negotiate some deals with a couple of properties. So it was, it was, it was really, um, I would say a, a really enriching experience for myself and, yeah. and, and obviously help set the stage for, for other opportunities in the future. So. It
0: sounds really fun. Like yeah. the work you're doing, it sounds fun because it doesn't seem like any day is the same. Like yeah. It's always new yeah. challenges. Exactly. That was definitely something I was looking for when I got out of college. I was like, I want to be a consultant because it seems sexy. Yeah. And <laughs> there's always new things happening. For sure. you know? For sure. Um. So, yeah, that that's cool. So, Coca-Cola. And then you went to... Miller, yeah,
1: I went to Miller. So I went to Miller. I was uh, I went to Miller in Chicago, um, in hometown, right? So wait,
0: people are recruiting you at this at this point. Is that how you're leaving, or like what's making you want to leave? Yeah,
1: no. So honestly, it was a recruiter that reached out to me uh, at Miller, and it was a it was a na- it was a national role, mm-hmm. um, in their sports entertainment uh, group, and um, it was uh, you know in the beer industry, you know, beer is endemic to sports. It's endemic to just culture, lifestyle, right. right. So it was, I kind of, I used to always joke and say, I graduated from soda and went to beer, right? (laughs) Literally. Things got a little bit more interesting. Uh, (laughs) But uh, no, I would just say it was, it was fun. It was, I mean, you know, I had a chance to work across, you know, 19 19 different NFL partnerships. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time we had approximately, you know, 16 or so major league baseball relationships, uh, you know, about 13 NBA relationships. We had a collegiate platform, um you know, and believe it or not, there was colleges that obviously that were doing marketing rights deals with 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 a bear company, right, and mm-hmm. so they understood that you know um you know it it was th- there was an opportunity to um you know do do some work with with uh with a bear company, but obviously in turn, we had our responsibility platform meaning twenty one means twenty one and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. and how to educate. But yeah, it was, it was great, man. I was, um, I was working on many different deals. I did a deal across, uh, in international soccer with Liga MX, which is, uh, the professional soccer league in, in Mexico, um, on behalf of Coors Light, um, you know, did a, did, uh, worked on a number of platforms, uh, if it was, you know, again, NFL, major league baseball, NBA. So it exposed me to a lot. Um, it kind of really exposed me more so to the property side, to the clubs, teams, leagues, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, having, I would say, uh, purview into, you know, all the different various club partnerships and, in league deals, so to speak. Um, it just, I, I would say it elevated, um, you know, me, uh, as you know, a professional in terms of, you know, understanding how to negotiate better understanding, um, you know, how to deliver a strategic plan as it relates to, um, you know, working with a particular sponsorship. And so, yeah, I, I had a, I had an exciting time. I had a, my boss was, I'm, I'm still really, my ex boss, I'm still really good friends with. He's a mentor of mine. Um, Um, And so I had a great experience I was there for about Seven and a half years Man Mm -hmm. And then I I, You know I've been Then I came to Dolphins um, And I'll talk about How I got to the Dolphins But like That's I've been with the Dolphins Since 2020 So going You know I'm in my third season It'd be three years In January 2022 So um, but it's it, you know the last I would say you know seven to ten years have been a blast and and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: How old are you if you don't mind me asking?
1: Man, man, I, I'm in my forties. So, okay, because uh, you look mad young, yeah, and that's why I'm just like you've done you've done a, you've done a lot. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look good. Thank like, you. Nice. Yeah, hey, like, listen, I try to take care of myself. You know, I don't yeah. I don't know if it's uh, it might be the lighting in here. I don't know. But like, yeah. <laughs> so like even your
0: face, you just look young. So yeah, like, appreciate. I had you. to give you some roses on that. Thank you, bro. No, I love the so like all the work that you're doing. I really like that you you. Like Tie in the things that you've done in the yeah. past, mm-hmm. and then it helps you to just keep getting better. And I, it's like every time you just keep graduating, yeah, that's it. Graduating from the Reebok to Coke, yeah. then go, yeah. Coke
1: to beer. Well, that's it. I, I, I'm a I'm a big believer in in, in growth, and and you know, and, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean always changing positions. But mm-hmm. I think I do think you know how do you challenge yourselves? How do you challenge the teams that you work with and work and, and work for? Um, I think in order to, uh, you know, g- grow holistically, you always need to be thinking about like, how can I do better? Mm-hmm. You know, how can, you know, h- how can I continue to add value? Um, that's one of the, you know, I would say overriding lessons in my life that I, 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 I live by is like how, you know, holding myself accountable, um, holding my team accountable, uh, pushing each other. Um, because I think, you know, in order for, you know, us to continue to, to, you know, set new heights and go to new limits. Like you, you got to continue to push yourself. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, this is sports entertainment. It doesn't matter what industry you work in really, but like this is sports and entertainment. And there is kind of a, uh, I would say a competitive nature about it mm-hmm. in terms of the business side, right? In terms of, so at the Dolphins, like we, we, you know, we're, we're, we're always, you know, trying to evolve and, 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 push ourselves to you know go to new heights new limits and 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 honestly it's uh it's it's you you know seeing the the the, the fruit that is bearing now you know obviously we just you know, you know the vision of our ownership group with with, with steve ross and our, you know our ceo vice chairman tom garfinkel i mean they're just amazing amazing to work for and and uh it, you know is certainly a trickle down effect in terms of um you know, um, how, uh, you know, I would say the leadership team works and how we push each other to, to be our best. Nice. Yeah.
0: And what what are the kind of projects you're working on now? Any like deals, any partnerships coming up?
1: I mean, n- nothing, I, nothing I can truly uh, disclose. Yet, disclose yeah. But like, but all, all exciting. I mean, you know, the good news is, um, you know, really looking at a lot of opportunities for 2023 and beyond. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, <clears throat> it, it's 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 really it, it's it's a really interesting time. I mean, we're kind of like post COVID, so like right. you're seeing you're starting to see a lot of brands starting to ramp back up as it relates to you know how they go to market, right? And 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 they're investing a lot more in the sponsorship because it's you know depending on their goals or objectives, you know, you you, you you know if it's elevating awareness, if it's you know trying to create unique experiences, if it's you know uh, prioritization of South Florida in terms of how they how they look at the market as a whole. I mean, whatever the case may be, we're starting to see just, you know, an uptick, um, post COVID in terms of just how brands are are thinking about, um, partnerships. Mm -hmm. And so it's exciting times and, uh, yeah, certainly, you know, cooking up some good work. can't, I can't wait for 2023 because, you know, I'm in a lot of exciting conversations.
0: Awesome. So what would be like your, Uh, advice or recommendation for young professionals trying to navigate uh, corporate America and then just do it broadly and then maybe specifically for as a young black man.
1: Listen I think I think you know do your research in terms of you know if it's uh, picking up an SBJ which is Sports Business Journal uh, reading up on the industries understanding there's so many different aspects of sports entertainment at this point right like you know you could be an agent you know you can work in community relations you could be a pr person you can do what i do work in partnerships right you could you could be a cmo of a team right you could be a cmo of of, of a brand that special that focuses on sport um so there's many different avenues that you can go down mm-hmm. i think what's the advice i would give is start to recognize your strengths in in terms of skill sets mm-hmm. um But combine that with the research that you do in the in the industry in terms of like, what are the hot topics? Um, What really excites you about the industry of sports? Is it the operation side? Like, do you want to go be a GM? Do you want to be a coach? Right. Do you, you know, start thinking about that holistically, because when you run into people like myself who've been doing this for a while, those are some of the specific questions I'm going to ask you is Mm. like, what exactly within sports, do you want to do? Right. And I, I don't expect everybody to have like that clearly defined answer. But I would say in turn, like, do your research, do your homework, hone in on um, what your strengths and skill sets are as well. And like, how does that combine with the, the the passion that you have within whatever aspect of the sports industry, sports industry that you want to pursue? and you know and again stay abreast of the topics that are going on um it's not just about watching espn right it's <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's 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 so you know there's a, there's a lot of sports management programs in in colleges and there's you know again there's many different resources i just mentioned sports business journal but i mean there's you know sponsor united i mean there's there's just many different um avenues that you can you can utilize to do your research and do some due diligence to understand the industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think after you start to kind of, you know, really ingrain yourself in it, then you can start to kind of think more about like, okay, you know, these are some interesting opportunities, you know, Oh, wow. Like maybe I want to be an agent. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, um, you know, this now, Okay, if I want to be an agent, you know, who do I need to speak to? You know, what are some of the things I need to think about as relates to uh, taking some of those next steps? So I would just say start with the basics, do your research, you know, start to think about what paths you potentially might want to go on. But also think about your your strengths from a skill set perspective um and and then that will help hopefully allow you to start to kind of filter what path or what direction you want to go into um and then you know i would just say second to that is you know reach out to um you know i'm happy to share my linkedin whatever re, you know feel free to reach out to me or you know, uh, uh, other folks that you may know that are working in sports and entertainment and, and, and just grab coffee, grab five minutes, mm-hmm. um, and try to, um, you know, uh, have a conversation about, you know, if it's what I do from a day-to-day perspective, you know, how I can help, you know, uh, you know, uh, you in, in your pursuit of, of your goals and, and, and what you want to get try to get accomplished, but yeah, I mean, those are some of the things I would I would say for sure that hopefully can help some folks uh, take the right next steps to uh, pursuing their career.
0: Very nice. And you know, I we even linked up because you kind of had an interest, like yeah. Uh, Julia to, or my mom told me that kind of you were looking for like yeah. Is there, you, do you know anybody in the South Florida area that I could be a mentor to? So yeah. it seemed like you had that yeah. that drive to, to give back. Like why why is that?
1: I think it's in my DNA. Um, you know, I think coming up there's, you know. There's, I would say there's been some people who poured into me, mm-hmm. you know, um, through the evolution of my career, and I still stay in touch with them. And I think it's, I think it's important to send that elevator back down, you yeah. know, um, and, and particularly when I think about, you know, young African Americans in this industry, you know, the higher you go, like Jay-Z says, a few of us I see. Right. And, and 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 sometimes I think it's just about opportunity, And, and so I think if, if I have a platform, if I have, um, some insight and knowledge or perspective that I can provide, I'm going to make sure I deliver that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just think that's my, that's, that's just my, my duty. Um, And and it's not just African-Americans, but I I feel like a lot of young people in general, like, that have reached out to me. Like, I'm I'm happy to to help out. But, like, I definitely think that's important Mm -hmm. um, to ensure that there's equitable uh, and fair uh, opportunities for those that are seeking, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a path. And and sometimes I I know from afar, like, you know, not everybody knows a Marcus Jackson. Not everybody knows a Jordan, right? Like, people... Some folks don't know in terms of like which step to to take, you know, to kind of start to pursue that. So I I, I get it. And I want to make sure um, we can use these platforms like this and and, and share some insight and perspective just to get folks started in the right direction.
0: Yeah, that's really real because I have so many mentors Mm -hmm. um, that have helped me in ways that I didn't even know I could get help, you know. Right. And so just I really appreciate you making yourself available to me. Um, and this is why i really wanted to bring people like you on the podcast yeah. so that yeah if they don't know marcus they can listen and say oh wow like yeah. i didn't know you could even figure out the brand st- the brand <laughs> strategy and the partnerships like that's a thing you can do for the dolphins yeah. or for yeah. any sports team for sure yeah i think that's really powerful and i really want to get more mentoring and more of like a cultural, like yeah. oh yeah, who's your mentor? Oh, this is my apprentice. Like I want that to be a a a, a thing. Like one hundred percent, we need I mean,
1: it. We all need mentors. We all need. Um, I call them almost like board. Uh, uh, your board of advisors. Yeah. Right. Like, and it, it doesn't doesn't need, necessarily need to be in sports. Like it could be you know folks who giving you life advice. Right. right. Like Folks who. You know, come from different other industries, but also share a really valued perspective in terms of how you should, you know, deal with a situation Mm -hmm. or um, just general guidance as a whole. So um, I think that's very important. I think you got to be intentional about it. So it's not just about providing that label to people, but it's more about like, how do you initiate? How do you stay engaged? Mm -hmm. And it's not just about like you going to that person and asking them for something, it's more about like, genuinely staying connected right and you being proactive about that because honestly typically nine times out of ten they don't really have they're they're carving out time within their day just you know to 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 spend time with you right and and it's not to say that they're all high and mighty but it's more about like they're typically very busy people Mm -hmm. um so I do think you got to be proactive in in the sense of uh, establishing uh, a connection. Yeah. And um, uh, and again, it's not always about asking for something. It's it's more about just genuinely connecting. Hey, you know, even if it's for five, ten minutes, right? Like I just want to check in, let you know this is what I'm doing. Like I want to keep you updated on X, Y, and Z. Like mm-hmm. that's important. And I think more and more people, uh, I, I feel like I could teach a course in this, but like I f- more and more people need to better understand that mm-hmm. um and, and again it's not just reaching out when you're in need or, or you're in some dire situation like hey i you know um <laughs> you know uh, you know so it, it's 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 I, I do think there's 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 a little bit of an art and science to it but but i but it, at the core of it it's about being genuine mm-hmm. and it's about being proactive and, and 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 letting your intentions be known in terms of what you want out of the the connection as well right um i got people i tap into all the time and it's it's and again it that's free it's no one right. I, you don't need to go to school for that you don't need to you know it, it is free to pick up your phone and and dial 10 people and say hey you know this is you know jordan i'm just checking in i just want to you know see how you're doing boom okay I, hey i just want to let you know i'm working on x y and z like i'm excited about this like It it could just be a check in, you know. And again, that is free. And so I I guarantee you, you're going to get a lot out of those connections. So I I just say that stay proactive, um, be intentional. um, And I guarantee you, it's going to help you. It's going to help you in your development and evolution in your career and just as a person so
0: i 100 percent agree and even like our relationship i was like damn i haven't talked to marcus in a while i need yeah. to hit him up and, right, right, right and reconnect <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be because some people could be intimidated like oh man like what do i even say it's like it doesn't have to be a long conversation For they're sure. just checking in like hey this is what i've been up to like how are you doing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, your network really is your net worth 100 and it's all about maintaining genuine relationships that's right that's I, right i've seen like amazing things happen just because I knew people or people knew me. Right. Like people, Oh, Jordan would be good for this. Da, da, da. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's why like, Oh, some people are calling me like, Oh, such and such recommended. But I'm like, wow. okay, yeah. Thanks.
1: Yeah. 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 No, listen, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's great, man. I think, um, I, I tell everybody just, just be intentional, you know, and then if you're a mentor, like continue to, you know, think about the younger uh, generation who are hungry. Right. And, and I'm not a believer in terms of having your foot against the door. Like, how do you send the elevator back down? How do you, you know, provide some insight and perspective that's going to help somebody else out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I, I, I take pride in that. Um, I think about my legacy a lot, not, you know, not necessarily like, yeah, I'm going to be gone tomorrow, but I also think about like, what is Marcus Jackson about? And, and, and again, I said like, you know, giving back or, or, or sharing perspective or, or mentoring or whatever the case may be, like that's just a part of my DNA mm-hmm. as a whole. So, um, you know, if there's anything you can say about me, is is, is I'm going to pour my all into not only my job, but I'm also going to try to help others along the way. So that's real.
0: That's really real. I think. I mean, one of the things I want to do is start like a mentoring program. Mm-hmm. Like I know we have Big Brothers Big Sisters um as far as like business you have score that Mm. you can rely on which Mm. i do take advantage of score right um but i really like i said i really want it to be like a a cultural shift where like everybody has a mentor and if you don't Mm. it's like wait you need one like i have one i know somebody right and then like for me like i have mentors and then i have i try to mentor younger people for sure yeah it's weird because it's almost like a like they not, they're not asking for it, but mm-hmm. it's like I'm helping them do things. I'm kind of kinda like offering guidance. Mm-hmm. I find it difficult to help people when they're not like, "Yo, Jordan, I need help," or like kind of yeah, understanding yeah. the relationship. Yeah, um, because I, you know, I came, I started as a teacher. Yeah, okay. and so I've always felt like, man, I really want to give back to the younger generation. Like I was really blessed coming mm-hmm. up, so I want to kind of give that back. Sometimes I struggle with, like. Can I? These dudes aren't listening to me. Like, how do I get them to take me just a little bit more serious? Because I'm only a little bit older than them. I I don't know.
1: It's it's a weird dynamic. That's that's interesting. I mean, I think some of that's on on the mentee, so to speak. To you know, you know, takes some of that food for advice. You know, food. You know, food for thought. Excuse me. Um. You know, you can only you know bring the horse to to the to the you know to the. They got to drink the water, right? Right. So at the end of the day, like, if you're doing your your part, like you're doing your part. Um you know you hope that people start to listen and and not not just hear but listen to you right in terms of some of the perspective that you're offering and it starts to translate into you know, whatever the uh, the advice is or the insight is, but like, yeah, I mean that's it's it's important to on the mentee side to be listening, actively listening mm-hmm. and and and, <clears throat> and not just, you know, in it in one ear and out the other, you right. know what I mean? But like yeah, really like trophy translating that to uh you know some action. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: So you told me you grew up in Boston. Can you not describe like your your childhood a little bit? Like
1: Yeah, I mean it was um childhood was uh it was Listen, it's super diverse, uh, believe it or not. I mean, I went, I went to, I went to, uh, I was in a program called MECO, which basically took inner city kids to uh, suburb schools or whatever. So I did that for like the first nine years of schooling. So obviously through my freshman year of high school. Um, what was, was that like? It was different, man. It was it was it was like living in two different worlds, right? Because mm-hmm. it was like you know you're up at the crack of dawn. I mean, five thirty in the morning. You know, six six twenty a.m. bus pickup. Ooh. You know, you, you know you're not getting home some night, some days until eight o'clock at night. Then you're expected to do homework. Mm. But I just think when I take a step back and you think about the Shift in worlds, man. It was it was like I mean, you know, not that I grew up in poverty, but it was definitely like a, a a shift in dynamics in terms of going from you know Mattapan in a section of Boston where I grew up, and 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 then going to this you know a, a suburb Newton where where I was at, which is you know very you know more uh, wealthy, more affluent, mm-hmm. and and it was you know and then not seeing people that look like me, you know, and and it was it was interesting, man. I I you know, I think back on that and I I think, you know, I think for the most part it was all positive, but I also think about the psychology of some of that too, right? It was mm-hmm. real deep in the sense of you know, self-esteem, how you, you know, I felt a little bit inferior, you know, uh when I, particularly in the younger years, like, you know, it's like you know I, I didn't i didn't grow up with a you know a half acre backyard you know like right. i didn't have you know i mean i didn't have you know you know a big you know four level home and <laughs> this that and the other like you know it was i it was just it's the 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 it was a challenge mentally and but i think w- what i was blessed with was to have a strong foundation in my parents that always instilled in me you know hard work and dedication and and there was an expectation that I was going to college and mm-hmm. you know and 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 uh my father worked in education um and I was fortunate to uh To have two parents who believed in the value of education, so they pushed me a lot, and so that 's where that whole accountability factor comes from mm-hmm. within me is is from my, is from the foundation that my parents had established and uh, and then I had a group of friends um, that were also in the same program, same school who came from similar backgrounds, um, and so we held each other accountable and we pushed each other um to make it through mm-hmm. um the system and and we got a lot of support and uh, I ended up uh leaving to go to I got a scholarship to go to this uh uh private school uh catholic school um and it was the best one of the best things that ever happened to me I mm. you know went down to smaller classroom sizes I think it was like 12 students to a per teacher whatever nice. the case may be but I built a lot of camaraderie with my classmates and there was just a, a much more sense of community that I felt. And, and, you know, to this day, I uh, you know, I still, um, I stay ingrained to, uh, you know, uh, St. Sebastian's and up in outside the Boston area, which is, uh, it was a great school, great, a great experience for me from 10 through twelfth, and helped me, you know, prepared me for college William Mary, Boston college, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. you know, here I am. So, but yeah, no, it's it's it was different growing up man, from those dynamics and, and so forth, and you know, I mean, it was definitely, um, you know, I had friends getting killed, you know, I had, you know, I, I had, you know, there was just a lot of adversity that you had to deal with at such a young age. And you know, you think about your classmates that lived in this affluent town, and they had no idea what some of the stuff that went on that that we had to deal with growing up in you yeah. know inner city. so. Um, it was just a, it was just an interesting dynamic, but, um, but listen, it's, uh, it it was all part of my, my, my growth and, and, uh. You know, I, um, you know I, I, you know, I, you know, I I don't know if I would say I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it, it definitely uh, like I established some life lifetime friendships from there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it definitely uh, strengthened me for sure and prepared me for those next levels. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: education is so important, yeah. especially the quality and the caliber mm-hmm. of the school. Mm-hmm. My mom. So I, w- I grew up public school my whole life until ninth grade. OK, I, s- I made the switch. So my sophomore year was, I guess, my first year. Uh, I went to a Catholic school, too, because my mom was not feeling the public school I was going to. And it was because like, we went to parent-teacher conferences, and like it was like, strive for 21.5 yeah. for yeah. the ACT. And she was like, what? <laughs> we need better than that. Right. But it was kind of weird because it was like leaving all my friends that mm-hmm. I grew up with, and then I go to like this private school. It's like obviously mostly white. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of – it was weird because – like, I wasn't as close with my old friends, mm-hmm. and then I wasn't really close with these new friends either because they already had the... That's true. And so I had a, I had a really weird feeling because yeah. it was like I was too black for the white kids, but kind of too white for the black kids. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, damn, who do I hang out with? Well, yeah, workers yeah, are yeah. making fun of me, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm all, like, insecure and self-conscious. And I feel like that, like, it was like an insecurity or, like, a, I don't know what it was. Inf- mm-hmm. Maybe inferior, maybe like a... I don't belong here or like I stand out or I'm different from the the regular black people. I hated that that was getting into my head. Right. But it it, it stayed with me until I got to college and I started getting like intentionally getting more involved in like For all sure. black stuff. So like right. I, I joined my fraternity, I got involved in like Black Student Union, yeah, yeah. all that stuff and I started to realize like I had a lot of like biases that uh, I was that were unconscious, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was um, impacting the way I was looking at myself and the mm-hmm. the rest of the world. And I realized I was like, damn, like I feel I didn't, I wasn't confident that right. I was a real black person because right. I didn't have the same experiences as, quote unquote, b- regular black people. Right. And right. that was just a really weird, bizarre feeling. And now I'm like, anything I do is black. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. That, it just really changed my perspective because I used to always like I tell people this all the time. Like I would have loved to go to HBCU, mm-hmm. but I never even considered it because I didn't want to have to. Act black or right. prove how black I was every right, day because right. I wasn't confident. Right. But now I would go back and. For sure, and, and, and do it because I'm
1: more confident with yeah, who I am. Like yeah. I'm not like,
0: oh, I need to talk a certain way or dress a certain way to be black.
1: Yeah, and and it's uh, that that is a little bit of a uh, stereotype. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta talk with a certain rhythm or you right. you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta walk with a certain rhythm. Yeah. But no, I mean, listen, we 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 obviously all come in all for you know all different shades, formats, whatever the case may be, but. You know, listen, my, my brother went to an HBCU. My cousins went to HBCUs. Um, you know, I, I would, listen, I would do an HBCU uh, if I had to as well. Like, not if, if I had that option, yeah. um, if I had to do it all over again, I certainly would, would consider it. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I think it's it's funny you say You mentioned the, the – because I went to it when I went to a private school too. Like, I remember my first year, it was like – I was like, man, I don't relate to <laughs> – None of these kids, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, who? Like, I, I feel super different, right? And and then, I, you know, as I think sports, the beauty of sports, it brings people from all different backgrounds together, like mm-hmm. working towards a common goal, right. and, and and that kind of was the bridge to allow me to like develop and cultivate relationships. You me know? too. You yeah, know what me I mean? Too. And. and I think once people got a chance to like know me, like, you know, and vice versa, like that's when, you know, really true friendships happen. So it's, uh, it's amazing how, you know, again, sports is at the intersection of that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of us that are navigating these, uh, I would say complex worlds. Uh, if it's, you know, going to all white school, black school, whatever case may be like, I think it's more about just being authentic to who you are yeah. and 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 again, like I think at the end of the day, like professionally, personally, I think being authentic to who you are is always gonna be I would say the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I you know, I, I can never imagine not being who I am in any scenario or situation. And, um, you know, I think, you know, having standing on, you know, values as well, I, you know, working in business, you know, you, you can hear about, see some, you know, things that are probably lack integrity. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, making sure that you have a foundation of values and, and how you um, operate is important. And so I pride myself on that. And I think anybody who knows me, works with me, uh, uh, you know, will say the same, say the same thing. Mm hmm. Sorry, I got a phone call. Let me, let me take this call real quick. Okay. Just in case. Don't worry,
0: I can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we got about nine minutes. Um I wanna keep talking about kind of like what this this part, this riff we're on right now. Yeah. Um It's like I hear about people who are like, oh, I want to bring my authentic self to mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's different kinds of selves that yeah. you have. And yeah. sometimes we need to leave a certain self at work, but that's not being fake. It's just being professional. Yeah. How, how do you like, how would you kind of explain that dynamic where it's like, I want to be true to me, but at the same time, you're a professional There's a professional setting. How do you kind of juggle those?
1: I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. Great. Yeah, listen, I deal with that daily, right? Like, you know, you, you always got to be professional. That should be the first, le- first filter. I think sometimes it's like it's it's, a, it's almost like how you say things, mm-hmm. like how you position things. So you know, you know, so you know, so I it, it's there's a book called Five Love Languages. You know, <laughs> it it talks about like you know how couples get the best out of each other, yeah. and, it, and and it's like how you say something is it, how, how you position it. You could say to be saying the same, same thing, thing, but right. so I it, that kind of translates to work a little bit too. It's it's almost like you know you you don't wanna like go off the rails and like say something the wrong way, but right. I think you gotta think think about how you position something say something to uh get your point across in the most effective manner mm-hmm. um you know without you know you know part of working in business is you know you you, you kind of gotta check yourself emotionally mm-hmm. um I feel like if you let emotion kind of drive how you, um, how you, your decision making process or how you act, uh, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be positive. So yeah. I think you got to go through that filter of like, how am I going to say this? You know, and ultimately, what do I want the end result to be in mm-hmm. terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, what you're trying to get across? And, um, I, I think it's just a matter of that filter. And, I know we talk about authentic self, but you can still say the same thing. You just got to, you just got to filter it through a very professional lens and make sure that, um, you know, it just doesn't, uh, come across negatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good advice. Um, cause you know, my mom, she like teaches or she coaches, like she's a business coach. Yeah. And so she um does a little bit of adjunct professor on the side and she said some of the young people were like you said we are authentic self. What, yeah, da, da, da. Yeah, like yeah. yes but <laughs> yeah, yeah right like, there's a few caveats yeah. and sometimes you might have to do you know be a little bit extra polite to to provide some feedback yeah. or you know something that's that you feel is a problem What
1: I will say though what I'm noticing too particularly with this you know Gen Z generation man it's there's there used to be this linear path of like, you know, you graduate from, go to college, you graduate from college, you get a job, you get a few jobs, you know, you have this whole career. I'm starting to notice the, like, I, not that I, I I advocate for everybody to go to college, you know, if you have, if, if it's for you, but I, I'm also starting to notice like this, I would say hyper entrepreneurial Um, world that we live in, right? Like Mm -hmm. it it is, you know, not to say that, you know, that mentality, this is brand new, but I'm starting to see a lot more young people take betting on themselves, right? In terms of like, okay, I I don't know if I want to go work for Coke, like right out of college. (laughs) I actually might want to start my own beverage company, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or I'm going to go work for Coke for a year or two and take that knowledge. I'm going to, Build something on my own. Yeah. Right. And that's authentically me. That, you know, this Coke stuff is great because I'm learning, you know, how to be a marketer, how the system works between bottlers and servicing on premise, off premise accounts <laughs> and promotional calendars, et cetera. But now I'm going to take that knowledge, right? And I'm going to go say, you know what? I'm going to go consult or I'm going to go start my own, you know, product. Yeah. Um. And so I'm starting to see a lot more of I'm taking chances and betting on me mm-hmm. because that's authentically who I am. You know, this I defined uh, system of like you know go working for somebody or go working for you know a corporate like doesn't fit who I am or what my interests are. So, um. You know, taking it to a business sense, I guess that, that I'm starting to see a lot more of that. And uh, I commend that. I think people um, need to really hone in on that if that's where their passion is at, and, and figure out kind of how to how to do that. You know,
0: I think the internet's done a great job of kind of showing you what's possible. Yeah, and then giving everybody kind of like just lowering all the barriers to entry. It's that's like right. If you can convince people that your product is good you right. have the way to market it to all these people you have the potential to sell it to right. all these people like you can set it up all on your own so i do think and this is another thing people are seeing their friends and yeah. like people their age or younger yeah, get yeah, really yeah. successful yeah and they're like damn like i think i can do it too yeah yeah. i think that's it's a good thing and a bad thing because for me like that's definitely something that's made me like ambitious because i see other people doing things i'm like you know what i can do it too but yeah. at the same time i feel like i put a lot of pressure on myself For Sure. so i'm like man there's people younger than me making way more money way more successful than yep. it. but it's like why am i comparing yeah <laughs>
1: you should and you shouldn't you shouldn't i know it's easy the natural human thing to do is like oh man that person is you know two levels above me making this that, and the end they oh wow they're younger than me too like what what's going on you know what i mean right. so i think we all got to run our own race um but you, you know, I think it's all, again, going back to like, think about what your goals are, mm-hmm. you know, think about, you know, what moves you, you know, where your passion is at, like, you got, hold yourself accountable. Don't, you know, I think it's easy to kind of get caught up in this, like, uh, existing mindset, like, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable or I'm, I'm good, like, you know, like oh I I, you know I hit my results great like you know but no like how do you take it to the next level how do you push yourself beyond boundaries that have been defined right like how do you you know where where do you see yourself five to ten years from now and like what what steps are you taking to get there Mm -hmm. you know it's like that self-checking mindset um you know that that's that's the piece that cannot go, uh, you know, like, understated, understated, you, understate yeah. you know, you got to continue to self check yourself mm-hmm. because otherwise, you know, you, you're not going to reach your potential. You're not going to, you know, do as well in the, the, the job you're in, or, you know, you're not going to be the best husband, not going to be the best fa- father, you know what I mean? So it's always about this self accountability piece of like how do you continue to elevate and, and take yourself to new heights
0: yeah self-awareness and just consciousness about yeah. how like where you're at in life that's right. your actions that's definitely a a big portion that i feel is not emphasized enough mm-hmm. i feel like when we're learning how to be you know we're getting regular oh let me answer this real quick okay oh, sorry i had a little bit of a
1: everything all
0: right yeah i had some uh an incident this morning um oh, this morning. it doesn't it didn't involve me but it was just some drama um, oh wow! Yeah, that's annoying.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> See, that's what I, like I said. Like you yeah. know, you try to help young people out. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, I got looky, yeah, I guess since we get, we can wrap up with this, this might yeah. be interesting because yeah, yeah. I had to interrupt twice. But yeah, like you know, I um I told you I was a teacher, uh-huh. and so I obviously have friends who are teachers, and so I had a friend of mine say, "Hey, you know, I have a friend, or, or you know, one of my former students is like they got kicked out the house, they're homeless now. Like, can they stay with you for a little bit?" This was. A year ago Maybe even It's almost like Two years now Like a year and a half ago mm. So we let him in He was staying on our couch mm. um, He helped, helped him graduate Then he got a job He was working We mm. had an extra room open So he moved in So ever since then Like my friends Have been leaving Yeah And then there has been More of Like kind of my friends Friends yeah. Like the guy who was on the couch Like more of those people Have been okay. I've been working with them And that's just been A lot of drama Like these are cause You know I grew up Or I Teacher of America You're teaching in the You know low income yeah. neighborhoods There's yeah. just a lot of Poverty A lot of Lack of opportunity Right And I see a lot of Unfortunate circumstances Whether it just be Domestic issues Mm -hmm. Or Family issues People going to jail People doing crime Like there's Mm -hmm. all types of stuff Where I'm just like Damn like I could have been. I could have grew up in an environment like this, and mm. my life would have been totally different. Like mm-hmm. I just got lucky being born into mm-hmm. my situation. And since I do consider myself like pro black, and I really am responsible for the black community, I'm like, I need to take care of the people that for I can. Sure. But at the same, there's a cost too. I'm like, damn. Like right. sometimes there's some some adverse situations that can occur. I just got to make sure I'm protecting myself and and et cetera. Yeah. But I do want to
1: help out. Yeah, too. of course, of course. I mean, yeah. No, t- sometimes. You know, you try to do the right thing and you know, sometimes, you know, other things come with that. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's uh it's tough. I mean, but uh, you know, like I said, it goes back to your your intentions are right. You know, it's just no. sometimes there's this there's other things that uh can matriculate yeah, so life yeah it can be hectic but can be hectic. but marcus i appreciate you i appreciate your time you thank you a lot for of, having
0: me you shared a lot of perspective you, you've been i mean in my life personally you've been really helpful I, too
1: man let's keep this going like i said i think uh thank you for having me first and foremost i think this is an amazing amazing platform and um you know uh i'm excited uh just about the future um i, I think you know in terms of not not just so much for myself, but just the younger generation coming up. And mm-hmm. I think if there's anything I can do to kind of continue to be helpful, if it's you know perspective insight being shared, I'm going to continue to do that. So
0: Dope. Yeah. Oh wait, before we go, I know you want to start like a networking event or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely so, should do that. So
1: I'm a uh, you know recent transplant down here in South in Miami. So one of my thoughts is, yeah, I'm gonna get a networking event established uh, because there's a lot of us that have recently uh, relocated down to uh, Miami and so I think there's a great opportunity to do that Um, particularly uh, people of color community so if
0: you're I don't know if you already started planning but definitely hit like keep me in touch too I'd like to help out anyway 100% for sure 100% all right Marcus appreciate (laughs) appreciate you. you thank you thank you for having me